0: Hello and welcome to the Modern Divorced Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Tarasio. I'm the owner of Modern Law, a family law firm in the Phoenix area. I've been a divorce attorney for more than 15 years. I've got four kiddos and I'm divorced myself. And on this podcast, we're going to cover everything related to divorce, be it legal issues, financial issues, children issues, blended family issues, counseling, mediation, and more. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hi there. It's Billy Tarasio with the Modern Divorce Podcast and excited today to bring you a topic that you all have been asking for, especially my older clients have been wondering about reverse mortgages. As I've been talking about older clients more often than not, or are actually the only generation where the divorce rate is rising and reverse mortgages is an issue that we see coming up more and more. And there are very few experts in the area, but we are so happy and excited to talk to Rex Duffin today, who is a reverse mortgage expert. Rex, how are you doing today?
1: Excellent. Glad to be here.
0: Thank you for being here. Will you first give us a little bit of background about you?
1: Well, um, I'm kind of uh, almost a fossil in the mortgage business. I've been doing this since 1978, uh, primarily the normal type mortgages uh, for a lot of that time. and 89, we pioneered the reverse mortgage in the southwestern us we were one of six lenders in the nation to actually uh, do reverses and uh, so we have a long history of, of dealing with reverses besides dealing with reverses we uh, we have a presence in uh, four other states and uh, we do the majority of our business is actually normal mortgages
0: mm-hmm. but uh,
1: there's a few of us that specialize in just reverses, and I would be one of those. So.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. You truly are an absolute expert in your field, um, and you look fantastic, by the way. For those of you watching on YouTube, like I cannot believe you've been doing this since 1978.
1: I have. I've certainly been doing it that long. So That's
0: fantastic. And so tell tell me the name of your company.
1: The name of the company is Sun American Mortgage. And we're headquartered uh, here in Mesa, Arizona.
0: Fantastic. And you can help people with all types of mortgages, but especially um, and kind of exclusively uh, reverse mortgages as well.
1: Right. right. All right.
0: So let's get into just the the nitty gritty. Most of us have heard this term. Can you break it down for me very simply? Like, what is a reverse mortgage?
1: Well, it's, it's interesting when people hear the word naturally, uh, you know, if you talk to 10 seniors and you had and you brought up the word reverse mortgage you'd have two or three of them maybe bristle and say you know don't ever do that i've 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 heard you shouldn't ever touch a reverse mortgage and and then you have most of them that don't really know or understand how it works and then you have maybe one or two that have done a reverse mortgage and uh, the people that have done it uh, rave reviews i think aarp did a study here several years ago, and they found that 94% of, of people that had done the reverse mortgage in the past uh, were extremely satisfied and happy that they had done it. And I find at least that percentage with my clients, it's just a life changer for them. And so it the reverse mortgage, to explain it, it is a, um, a mortgage or a deed of trust that's put on the property and um, it can be set up in most cases as a line of credit where you take money as you need. In some cases, you can take all of it up front. It depends on the situation. And, uh, and then the borrowers would not have to make a monthly payment. They would have to, however, make uh, their taxes, property taxes and insurance and HOA if they have an HOA, but they would never have to make a mortgage payment on the reverse mortgage unless the whole thing came due. And uh, there's really, uh, there's three keys that could cause the reverse mortgage to become due and payable. And that is if you ever have left the house, either through death or moved out of the house uh, for over a year, uh, it can become due and payable. And if you didn't pay your taxes or your insurance, then they might come knocking. Um, And you know, there's a couple other small ways, like if there, if you allowed liens to be put on the property or or um, you transfer title without telling anybody, you know, but the, the keys really are, are living in the home as your primary residence and mm-hmm. paying tax insurance and your HOA if you have one. Mm-hmm. As long as you do that, you can stay in the house for, you know, there's no time limit. Um, it doesn't matter if the value drops like it did back in you know, 08, 09 uh, 2010 uh, where in some parts of, of uh, Phoenix particularly they dropped in half, right? The values um, did. And you don't you just you stay in there and, and you carry on your life as if you did before you had the reverse mortgage. There's really there's really no other special things you need to do.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna ask like for some examples. Uh, just to break it down for myself. So, if I'm living in a house and it's got $250,000 of equity and it's worth, let's say, $350,000. So, I, I owe $100,000 left on my mortgage. I got $250,000 of equity. Can I reverse mortgage? Yes. Okay. So, you don't <laughs> have to own one, it outright.
1: That's one of the, you do not have to own it outright. And that's one of the fallacies. Uh, there's, I mean, there's many, uh, you know, things that people believe about the reverse mortgage that are not even close. And one of them is that you, just like you mentioned, Billy, that your property has to be free and clear. Most of the reverse mortgages that we do by far and away uh, have a mortgage on that property. And one of the main reasons that they get the reverse is to get rid of the mortgage payment.
0: Okay. So I've got, I've got my 250 equity. I decide I want to take a reverse mortgage. Uh, I can either get it all up front or I can get a little bit every month?
1: Well, you, uh, there's, there's several stipulations on if you get it all up front or not. Um, let's back up a little bit. When we talk about equity, let's say the average reverse is somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 60 percent in some cases uh, that you would be able to borrow on that home. So if you owed more than than those percentages, and it's based on age and also based on the interest rate, with low rates today, uh, you you can borrow a little bit more than if rates went up. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's interest rate sensitive. It's also based on age and Mm -hmm. the value of the house Mm -hmm. will determine how much you can borrow. Mm -hmm. So if you owed the full amount, let's say that you had a $500,000 house and you owed two fifty dollars on it. We could do the reverse, pay off your mortgage, pay it all up front, and you would go on your way, never having to make a monthly mortgage payment again. Um, if you owed $100,000 on a $500,000 house, then we would pay off your $150,000 or $100,000 mortgage, excuse me, and you would have another hundred fifty dollars in a line of credit. I see. You could access. So, so the
0: reverse mortgage pays the mortgage and cashes you out of any additional equity you have up to 50 to 60% of the value.
1: Right. In a way you could say it pays your mortgage. Really what happens is the interest is accruing. Since you're not paying the interest on the loan, it's accruing every month. So the balance does go up and that's why they call it reverse because instead of making payments, the payments that you would have made or the interest portion is put on the loan. And it's not due and payable until after you're gone,
0: until it's after paid. you pass away or move.
1: That's right. So, oh. and, and if, if those, if that happens, either one of those happen, um, the um, you you arrange to have the home listed for sale. The family would, let's say, if a person passes away, the heirs would put the home up for sale, and as long as it's sold and closed within a year. They get to keep whatever difference there is between what's owed and uh, and what they sell the property for.
0: Okay. And if the interest rate on my mortgage is, you know, 4%, it just keeps growing as long as I live there. As long Correct. as, until I'm gone.
1: That's right. Until it's paid off.
0: No, no limit, no max. So if we That's go right. over the value... If there's no, you know, net gain to me, that's fine. The risk is on you. That's all. right,
1: and the, and the heirs <clears throat> never have to pay the difference if there is a difference. And and we saw that back in that same, you know, time period, uh, 2011. I think was the bottom of the market uh, here, and there were people that, uh, you know, maybe passed away during that time that owed more than their house was worth. It's kind of rare that it would happen now because of a couple of factors, but if it ever did happen to where the home was worth less than what was owed on the property, the the government picks up the difference and covers the lender. So Mm -hmm. that's why lenders are okay doing the product.
0: Good to know. All right. Now, if if a couple is living in a house and they get a reverse mortgage and one person moves out. I've got a couple questions for you. What happens to the reverse mortgage and how do we value the equity to determine the buyout of the spouse? That's, that's not going to have the house anymore.
1: Okay. So your first question was what happens to the loan, whatever, if one of the parties moves out. Yeah. And as long as we have the other party named and on that loan, um, protected, then there's no consequence to that remain, remaining person that's living in that house, and the loan goes on as if both of them were there. Okay. Okay. So, that first off. Uh, Second, how do you value a house? You would yeah. value it the same way you would any home with a mortgage or encumbrance on it. You would simply, uh, you know, have it appraised, and, and that's what it's worth. And then the equity, of course, is the difference between the appraisal and the loan balance. So there's really no difference uh, valuing a home or its equity because a reverse is on it. One thing I might mention to you too is that the the reverse, um, uh, the other big question people have is, do I still own my house? Mm. I mean, once I put this reverse mortgage on there, the answer is yes.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: can actually sell the home at any given time, there's, you're not locked in for life or for a certain mm-hmm. period. You can sell the home and uh, and keep whatever difference there is between what you sell and what you owe mm-hmm. at any time.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, can it be refinanced? Because typically when a spouse is bought out of a home, the spouse who's keeping the home has to refinance it.
1: That's right. Into the yes, There's no prepayment penalties uh, on a reverse mortgage. So you could refinance it at any time as well.
0: Okay. What are the typical mortgage rates?
1: Typically, probably today, most, I would say 95%, maybe higher, is done on the line of credit, even if you need it, even if you utilize every dime up front. Simply because the rates are by far and away lower, mm. and that is a variable rate loan. It is right around two percent today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, however, it's a very conservative uh, variable.
0: Mm.
1: It's not a. Um, it's not like one of those in years past where they had the teaser rate at one point nine, and you knew that it's going to go to six in a year or two. Right.
0: Uh, if you'd those had the around. loan
1: five years, even. Five years ago, it would still be, it would be two today. Wow. So yeah, you know, it's not like going to one of the uh home improvement stores. I won't list the name and getting a card for zero interest, and you find out if you don't pay it off in six months, it goes to 18.
0: Yeah. It's
1: a very conservative product that, that has conservative caps on it. No matter what happens, uh, if you closed it today, it would never go above 7%, even if uh a former peanut farmer president got reelected and we had rates going through the roof like like we had back in the early 80s. Got it.
0: OK, so who is a good candidate and who's a bad candidate?
1: OK, so a a good candidate is somebody who has equity in their house, first off, and uh, who is over the age of 62. Mm-hmm. Now, you uh, I'll, I'll touch on that in just a minute. But uh, and then the other thing is, are you going to be staying in the home a long term? Are you buying somebody out and you need to make a quick, uh, quick move now? It may not be that important how long you stay in the house. But overall, it's meant for uh, people who are planning on staying in that home who want to stay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, touching on the what I uh, started talking to you about, um, and that is. The age is 62, you can do a reverse if one of the parties, as long as one of the parties is 62 the other party could be younger than that and they will still have every bit of protection. You don't get quite as much money because the younger the the borrower is, the less uh, money is available. Uh, You know, it just, it stair steps down a little bit but it is possible to do a reverse mortgage for a 30 or 40 year old person, as long as their spouse or significant other, or whatever is at least 62. And I believe it has to be actually a spouse to have that differential.
0: Okay. And, and so the amount, you mean like the percentage of equity that, that, that will be lent on. Right. You mean? Okay.
1: Right. That amount uh, decreases with, the lower the age.
0: Okay. That makes sense. I mean, if it's going to be a yeah. long, long time while you stay in the house, because you don't have to make a payment.
1: That's right. That's pretty
0: that's cool. that's the beauty of
1: it. Sometimes when there's a, a divorce situation or other things, you know, money can be tied. It changes everything. And and to get rid of a, a mortgage payment can be a huge deal.
0: Yeah. The other thing I'm wondering is if, if someone could even do... A revo- a reverse mortgage buy out the equity of their spouse and then um, stay in their home under the reverse and not not have a mortgage.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The only issue is you're still limited to that, you know, roughly fifty to sixty percent, depending on age, of, of the total equity you can borrow on a reverse.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: if the house were paid off or close to be paid off. Mm-hmm they might be able to cash out the other party uh, all other things considered with just the reverse on the house part.
0: Yeah. And then not have a house payment. And then the other thing that might do is reduce the need of paying spousal maintenance by the, by the spouse who's leaving, let's say if they happen to have more money know, you're reducing the overall income needs moving forward. So it's, it's definitely an interesting planning tool that I don't think many of us are really tracking, So who's a bad candidate besides being young? Like how long do you really want to stay? When you say you want to stay a long time, what does that mean?
1: Well, that means I would say that you're going to stay there in the house at least five years. Okay. Um, Like I mentioned, there are exceptions to that rule. Um, I have people from time to time that say, you know what I need, this is a tool that I need right now. I don't, uh, I don't care if I, you know, move in a year or two. And You know, and they'll go ahead and do it just because of the financial necessity of it. But it's generally viewed as something, a long-term tool to help you live in the house, to stay in the house. And that's where you plan, you're planning on staying.
0: And I want to make sure I understand the difference between just getting a line of credit. On a line of credit, you can get more of your equity out, but you have to continue to pay pay your mortgage and your line of credit. Is that the only difference?
1: You actually don't have to pay that either. It's treated the same way as the the fixed rate, closed end, reverse mortgage. But uh, if you were to to look at the difference between the fixed rates and the variable rate line of credit, the fixed rate as far as the loan to value uh, is cut way, way down because the rates are higher. So that's the only—that's the biggest difference, and, uh, and there's another difference I won't go into here. Uh, talking about how much you get up front and how much you can get after a year, the the fixed rate really prohibits uh, you getting any additional payment other than what you can get up front, and so um, that's you know that's a big factor too. But mostly it's it's uh, it's the difference in the total loan amount. is just way different on the fixed.
0: Okay. Very interesting. Have I missed anything? Is there anything else on reverse mortgages we should talk about?
1: Well, you can talk about, uh, we we can talk about the procedure to get a reverse, kind of what is expected and what you might expect if you wanted to, to look at getting a reverse. Great. Um, One of the interesting facets of reverse mortgages is the government requires a counseling session to be done. Mm. We're not talking about marriage counseling here. <laughs> we're talking about uh home buyer counseling, make sure they understand how the reverse works and uh and also it's kind of to keep the lenders honest because if uh, if a lender were to explain it uh, in a wrong way, you know, try to paint a picture that it wasn't or whatever, they want the seniors to be t- protected, the government that is. And so They require a phone conversation. It lasts about 45 minutes where an independent counselor who the borrowers choose, we have to give them an official list and they choose the counselor. So uh, that conversation lasts about 45 minutes. They review their situation. They review the the pros and cons of reverse mortgages, whether it's a good fit. And and, uh, but the borrower still has a decision to make whether they want to do it or not. And once that's done, we can order an appraisal and uh, an appraiser is like any other appraisal. There's no, uh, it's not any real different. They look at what's sold in your area and and value it, value your home based on that. And uh, the whole pro- procedure takes about 30 to 45 days uh, to, to get from start to finish. And there's only like five pieces of information that we need Uh, on the reverse mortgage, uh, we need to do some basic income uh, checking. And so, and we need a driver's license. We need uh, a insurance policy. We need an HOA uh, uh, printout, the information on their HOA. And uh, so very few items do you really need. It's a lot easier and a lot simpler than a normal mortgage.
0: Wow. Well, this has just been fantastic information. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to find you?
1: Well, they can call me directly if they want. Um, I, I just give everybody my cell. I figured years ago that the biggest complaint I heard in the mortgage business was that people could never get a hold of their person. So I said, you know, I'm just going to give everybody my cell. And uh, if it's too late at night or whatever, I maybe not answer it, but uh, I typically I try to be accessible
0: all right, well let's hear uh, it.
1: The number is 602 430 7200.
0: Great. We'll we'll get it up for people to see so that they can get a hold of you and just to reiterate, you can help with any type of mortgage. Um but if there's any questions on reverse mortgages, you're the guy to call.
1: I'd be happy to answer them even if it's, uh, you know, a question about it. I get questions about my parents reverse mortgage or or whatever. I'm I'm happy to to uh, share what little information that I know about reverses.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here today. This topic and this show came in because of questions. So as always, our listeners are encouraged to drop us their questions. Let us know what you want. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and rate this episode because it's been a really good one. Thank you so much for being here. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Billy. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Modern Divorce Podcast. Remember, anything you've heard today or anything you read online is not the replacement for actual consultation with an attorney, and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Even if you called in and we spoke to you, you are anonymous, and we don't have your details, and you have not become a client of Modern Law. However, we would love to speak with you, or you should seek out the advice of legal counsel, or counseling, or any other expert near you. And if you have an idea for a show topic, or you need to speak with an attorney in Arizona, you can reach me at info, I-N-F-O, at mymodernlaw.com.